guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode number 40. So today we are very lucky to be joined by Daniel Luke from Team Disciplines, uh, which is an online coaching service uh, which he has been running for, for quite a long period of time. Dan's been in the industry for a little bit longer than me, uh, but I know that he's actually an avid listener of the podcast, which is, for me, it's an honor and like reaching out to Dan and, and realizing that that Dan had been following the podcast and following me for a little bit and speaks sort of highly of me online as well, which is, you know, massively appreciated. And I think we've developed a, a, a good relationship through through the social media outlets that we have. Uh, and I'm very excited to have Dan on today. We're going to be discussing uh, two different topics, really, but they sort of intertwine into the whole idea of the pressure of the the bodybuilding industry and the, the subculture of bodybuilding within the fitness industry and how as, as coaches we, we deal with athletes across the board and, and their different struggles and, and how we again sometimes get to the point where it does tend to affect our processes and, and how we respond as athletes and, and whether we decide to sort of compete on stage or or whether the, the sort of the external pressures or, or the idea of stepping on stage becomes a bit of a different reality. So, Dan, um, before we, we get into things, give, give the listeners just a, a little bit of a, a background on your, yourself, what you do and where you come from and, and why you do what you do today. Well, thanks for that intro, buddy. That, um, <laughs> that's quite flattering. But yeah, you're right. No, I have been an avid listener of your podcast personally. And I think the reason that I kind of not blow you up so much, but mm-hmm. appreciate what you do and follow what you do is because there's nobody else your age uh, age basically doing that. Uh, everything from your marketing, your content, the message you're putting out there is correct, uh, right and you're just doing a really good job. So even though you are younger than me, you'll be way ahead of me by the time you get to my age, buddy. So don't worry about that. But um, I, um, <laughs> I uh, started off just doing your standard um, level three PT qualification, thinking that I was going to get 40 people paying me £30 an hour in my first week of coaching and whatnot. Um, that, was short, that was actually short-lived because I ended up taking up and quitting PT, uh, taking up a manager's position at Pure Gym uh, wow. within six months because PT just wasn't what I thought it was. Mm, yeah. uh, I had a six-week qualification where I thought, like, basically I'm a PT now, but really I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> and it was only till I invested in myself after um, leaving PT to start being as a manager's job because um, obviously I, it was just security I'll be honest like, I just wanted the security the PT wasn't paying mm-hmm. uh, and this is why now when people think that they're wanting to pursue a passion and going into a career like I just tell them to think twice because the way I look at it is like, I like I like chocolate and I also mm-hmm. like sex but it doesn't mean I'm going to pursue a a career in porn or chocolate do you know what I mean so it's uh it's something that I do talk to people a lot about and um it is worth it but it does take time you know like I'm sure you'll know you've not got where you are right now from overnight you've grafted like you don't do one-to-one anymore simply because you've you started there but you've now progressed and you've grafted and you've grafted until you've established this um this reputation so to speak um so but then it's quite short basically I was in the gym um, an optimum nutrition athlete came up to me and said, you look all right, you should do a show. So I, I reached out to my first coach, who was uh, Jay Madrigo, and yeah, he prepped me. I remember uh, that. I rem- that's, where I first, that's where I first spotted you. I remember that, 
Yeah, well, that was my, uh, that was my first show, and I dieted down, and I was on stage at 175 pounds, I think it was. Um, and the, yeah, and, and that, that's a dice 175, but for somebody who's six foot two, it's not carrying a lot of muscle. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, coming off the back of that, um, I've then prepped for numerous shows, um, and then most recently just competing in the PCA. Um, and during that period, I've gone from starting back as a one-to-one personal trainer to then making what is now Team Disciplined. And Team Disciplined's somewhat become a online comp prep coaching service, but it never really started as that. Um, mm. And this podcast and why we're on right now is kind of the transition of why it's not solely going to be just competition prep either. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, great intro. And I think, you know, the first topic that you covered there with the sort of the the six-week personal trainer course, man, like I can tell you the amount of times I get kids messaging me saying, you know, what PT course do I do? And then how how much money do I make in my, in my in, like when I get a job? And I'm like, mate, I, can't, I can, literally cannot tell you how much money you're going to make. You're going, you, you're, you're going to make as much money is you're willing to put in work and and that's that that's yeah. literally as simple as it is because you know whether you whether you go into a pure gym nowadays whether you go into the gym or whether you go into sort of more of a, a private facility like i think you're at, at the moment which is where i was at i was at sort of more of a it was, it was semi-private so people could yeah. have memberships to an extent but the majority of the people that came into the gym environment were just clients whereas obviously yeah. in the gym pure gym you have recreational people that are coming in that are just on memberships and you can build up like i know people with the gym and the pure gym that build up giant client bases yes like ridiculous but but they 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 do that because they're good and they keep getting results they keep churning out results or they have the infrastructure to set that up and and you can't do that without work and like you said like from a knowledge aspect like man the six-week course just doesn't teach you jack shit it really doesn't and a a lot of people will say oh what's the best one you know where do you learn the most and they think that they're going to become this magical personal trainer with all this knowledge at the end of it and then (laughs) they're really not um like sticking on that for just a little bit where do you think like you've learned the most out of your and like just just to be a better coach what has taught you the most Going through the process myself and working with other people who have been there is by far the best experiences that you can do. Like if you understand what you're trying to preach to a client, see like the guys who are in pure gym, they're growing successful businesses. They might be successful simply because they understand their niche as well. They might not be dropping transformations like me and you are, but they don't need to be because they're working with day-to-day people who just want to feel good for that one hour, leave the gym and have some accountability there. Yeah. Whereas me, what we do is a little bit different. We produce a result and we get paid off the back of that result. So yeah. it's a little bit different to what a personal trainer is. Um, but as far as a six-week qualification, like I'll be honest, if, if supersets and TRX didn't make the, t- the client tired, then they'd be doing burpees and kettlebells <laughs> because I re- I'd literally be running out of ideas and I'd have no session plan, I'd have no structure. And looking back now, I think that's why I'm so passionate about helping PTs or coaching PTs or putting content out there that'll help them because I think I'm getting paid for that and I just think fuck like mm. it's just not it's, it's not it's not something that I want to see like I went to um, a local gym that's 
got a personal trainer there the other day and it literally I just had to leave and like I came home to Dom and I was just like like people just don't give a shit. Like they're just watching clients, poor form, poor technique. Like they're not I've I've picked up um one to one because I've recently just started one to one again. Yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. But that's that wasn't a necessity for me. That was because I started to work with such people like yourself and things who know how to train. I kind of lost the approach. I kind of forgot how normal day-to-day people think, move, and train and things like that. And yeah. I wanted a more hands-on approach to, like, just see how people, like, their thought process, they see their movement, how they train. And yeah. sometimes it's good because when it's you fun, give yeah. it – Yeah, it's fun as well. But when you give a plan to a client, sometimes you might be – thinking i've had it before where i've sent out plans it's literally the perfect plan like you you could follow it and i know with your training execution your logbook and everything like that you would kill it and you would progress rapidly but then i see this other person i'm thinking you're not changing and then it's only till i see how they train and their intensity and like their form during training and things like that i think right that's precisely why you're not training because you have no idea how to recruit a muscle stimulate and apply tension it's as simple as that um (laughs) <laughs> but uh, going back to the uh, the original question was simply working with coaches. So I've worked with everybody from um, Dusty Hanshaw, uh, oh, the wow. short period with him, yeah, um, and uh, like most recently Jordan Peters. And yeah. everybody who I have actually chosen to work with has been fantastic, and it's been different each and every time, which is what I like because I've always produced the same result, but mm. no no prep has ever been the same for me. Yeah, so there's no one set way how you prep how i prep people is completely different but the result should technically be the same so i I um, like i I like that a lot i think that's something that me looking at the way that i've progressed and the way that i've learned obviously i totally agree with you with regards to sort of the coaching process and coaching athletes and i think that through you working with several coaches i really think that's cool because you're learning the process of coaching. You're learning the art of coaching more than someone that would just be coaching themselves and going through the process as they would normally. Because I learn a lot when I see a post or when I see something that some coach is saying about the way that they coach, the art yeah. of how they're coaching. Or sometimes I'll talk to clients of other coaches and I'll be like, oh, okay, that's how they do stuff. And then sometimes I'll look at my own stuff and I'll sort of reverse engineer it and I'll be like, is mine better or is it different or is that or is that a way that I could do stuff to improve things and there's plenty of things like you say that I look at that other coaches do that I think mm, like yeah. I'm I, I, I don't agree with that or I don't see yeah. the benefit in that and I also look at some some of the ways that they do their processes in terms of their check-in process and things like that and I was very lucky, like the first time that I got coached, the check-in process, the way you updated your training, the way you updated your nutrition was all very, very good. It was yeah. all the data that they needed. And well, it could have been a little bit more. It could have been updated. It could have been video check-ins, etc. It could have been something else. But that's how, and this is what I talked about a lot with Luke Johnson when he came on my podcast, is the idea of adapting as a coach. So like you yeah. learn, you adapt, you learn what your client needs, you adapt it, you make a better process, better process. And, and that's what you say, like, you know, you, you briefly harped on the fact that I'm younger than you and that I'll be ahead of you when I'm when I'm your age. That, that, that to me sounds like a huge compliment. But again, it, it's partly because like, I got into this really, really young, so I've had time to adapt. So by the time, like, if you're like an 18 year old 
and you adapt all the way up to your 25, 28, like you'll be in a better position than someone that started when they're 25, for example. Yeah, but the, the, the thing that you're saying there as well, you're looking at the, the, the longevity in it, which go. is what a lot of, well, a lot of people don't do that. They want it, they want it now. They, they want the next best thing, and they want it all. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't yeah. look like you just said. You're already looking at when you're 28. How far are you going to progress there? Not a lot of people do that. Mm. And I think how like just touch on it, but like the service that you provide is like professional. It's not a thing that like I need, but it is. It's. It's amazing what you can provide because everybody else is not me. You could write my diet on the back of a piece of, of a kitchen roll, like toilet paper, and I built to adhere to it. But what you're doing is you're providing a business and you're providing something unique to the market that people want to be a part of. Mm. And not only that, you're getting results with it as well. Yeah. Wow, well, like my, my content's nowhere near as good as yours. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think this is all like, this is all like, again, it's, it, it's this idea of comparison and. Oh well, the, the, I look, mate. I look at other people's content, and I think that's better than mine. That's more like mm. I'll look at like Renaissance periodization with like Mike Israel, and I'll think, man, like, I still don't quite get. And I'll be honest, like I've said to Steve Hall, like Revive Stronger, who works with Mike a lot, and I've said to him, I still sometimes don't get this idea of reaching your MRV, going back to your minimum effective dose, going, and I, yeah. I, I you know, it, I try to understand it, I try to make use of it, but something that I think is really, really key, something that you do really, really well, especially with your vlogs and your videos, is that you only discuss stuff that you know and you feel comfortable yeah. doing, and and that's 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 where you should be at, because that, that knowledge is exponential, it'll keep going up and up and up and up and up, but if you make a video, that one video that you make, where you make giant fuck-ups across the board and you put it out. And I can see it in people. As soon as they talk on a topic that they don't know about, they just wither away. The confidence yeah. in their voice just withers down. Like If I was to do a video all on um, like maximum recoverable volume and it's all its intricacies, I would flake and it would be a shit video. And... I know that someone would comment on it asking me a question and I wouldn't be able to back myself up. It's the yeah. same with like any status that I put out. I've had people and it's the same topic now and now again about this idea of older bodybuilders not like regressing. And I think that actually older natural bodybuilders can continue to progress, 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 progress and make better physiques. And yeah. And I get it all the time, the argument that they can't, they can't, they can't, they can't. And I keep arguing it back, and that's a fair point because I've got things to prove that, and I've got the knowledge to back that up. Um, and one other topic before we move on, Dan, that you've really mentioned that was really, really cool is the, the idea of you giving me a training program and me going away and doing it and you knowing that I was going to do it well. Now, I, made, I love analogies. I made the analogy yesterday of when a coach doesn't look at training data, so when a coach doesn't look at the client's logbook, essentially. Now, I personally, and I, I don't know what you do, I'm sure that you potentially do look at training data, but I as a coach look at training data because, but I don't only look at that, because this is, a, this is another side note of the analogy that I made. It's like a pupil taking a, a test home from a teacher and mm. doing the test and then not giving the test back for it to be marked because the, if the teacher hasn't seen the test, the pupil doesn't have like the the teacher doesn't have a cute clue how knowledgeable the pupil is and what they need to work on. 
So yeah. if you don't see training data, you don't know how to give feedback and you don't know how to get the client to improve. That's that's number one thing. The side note of the analogy is if the teacher doesn't have a clue as to how the pupil is doing the test. Yeah. He could be going home <laughs> and cheating. He could be yeah. going home and getting um, a more knowledgeable girl from next door to come over and do the test with him. It's the same with form and execution. So like if you take... Uh, a movement, you say, go and do a squat four sets of eight, and they do four sets of eight above parallel shit form, but they progress that, or goes from great form to slowly crap form, you've you've effectively passed the test on paper, right? Yeah, but you've yeah cheated exactly. Because you've made it easier. So, you know, I, I think the importance of, um, you know, data in that regard is huge, and I'm not sure that how how you work with that. Do you get client videos in terms of form, or or do you look at their data, and do you sort of initially give them any videos or advice on form, and, and how do you work with clients in regards to execution online? Being totally honest, I'll be able to tell a client inside out from when they originally send their starting images to me. Okay. As soon as they send their consultation and their starting images, I'll be able to tell if they're train effectively, how mm. effectively and how long they've trained for, simply by looking at their physique. If their physique isn't dense, it hasn't got no muscle tissue, or it has got muscle tissue in specific areas, but not so much in the others, like if they're holding more fat in areas and things like that, I'll, generally, like the days of the like formulas and everything like that are out the window for me. I'll, I'll literally be able to look at a woman, a female, and be like, right, you need X amount of protein, fat, and carbs, sure, and man. I yeah. feel like, but in regards to training technique, um, I always advise clients to be logging the lifts. Yeah, always. Like, oh, oh, getting to do so is a little bit harder. Mm. But again, during their check-in process, if a client, like, say we've got a client in off-season, if they're if they're not filling out and if they're not like the measurements, for example, or as well, because obviously measurements are something else that I track. Sure. If measurements aren't increasing but calorie intake is increased and things like that. It's like there's, some, there's something going wrong there. And it's something that I touched on where exactly what you just touched on, they might be progressing a lift, but they're not progressing a muscle. And that could be just due to egotistical training where people going on Monday, they do a bench press, but they actually do a rear delt, lat, tricep, front delt, and then chest press. Like, because yeah. there's that much other muscles recruited during the the, the the press, the, yep. the chest is actually not having all the tension on it. So they might be progressing that lift, but they're not actually progressing the specific muscle. Yep. So um, it, it's just down to them, but helping them, like for a, for a client to understand how to train, it does take time. And that's where um, I feel like online coaching struggles sometimes because if we offer an eight-week or 12-week package, mm. like what are we going to do in those eight to 12 weeks if you if you are that poor experience, like, if you do lack that experience in the gym and whatnot, like you yeah. can only progress so much. Some people, um, they just struggle. Like un they struggle under Like, have you ever tried to teach a day-to-day -day person a straight leg deadlift? Oh, that's the worst like, thing ever. Like, no, hip hinges <laughs> are just horrible. <laughs> but it, it, but and it, it sound it's bad. But like they pay you, but for results to be beasted in the gym they they want results and nice but really what they should be paying you for is just movement sometimes like it's yeah. not exactly because that's what's going to pay off long term for that particular client yeah so um yeah logbooks are important measurements are important um if you mm -hmm. could see what i'm seeing right now aj can i just lift this laptop up <laughs> <laughs>
Don's Don's trying to sneak past the podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is becoming a regular. Uh, this is becoming a regular occurrence. In, in the last episode, um, Paul Revealer's wife was crawling on the floor to give him a note. Halfway <laughs> <laughs> through that one, so I've not finished that one yet. So uh, I, that's, but, that's uh, brilliant. That's a brilliant addition. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think you know what you were saying in terms of form and execution. Something I was thinking about throughout that that chat which was great and I think that you know I really do agree and and something that we actually talked about in the Jordan Peters podcast is that you know he 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 harps on about the idea of just like not spending money on on supplements when you're a newbie trainer and actually just investing in a really really good coach same thing goes for I'll have young people inquire because I'm young and people can relate to me and this is the idea of like the criteria for an online client and this is why i usually do a consultation call or i do well actually i always do a consultation call before they sign up so i get to know where they're at in their training career and it tends to be that you'll need at least a one year of solid training before you can take someone on online primarily because they just need to know movements. They need to know how to do things well. They need to know how to execute a squat, a deadlift, etc. Um, because you, th- th- there's only so much you can do via video. That it, it gets to the point where you can only make this little tweak, this little tweak, and then y- y- you want to get hands-on, like you said. Teaching a straight yeah. leg deadlift is horrible for a general population client. You have to go yeah. through loads of drills to get them to shift their hips back in the right manner keep their back straight you know they have to do so many things because otherwise every time you go to a certain deadlift they just turn it into a fucking squat and they yeah. just bend yeah. the knees and it's just like oh it's just horrendous but i one quite side question that i did have on that is that if you do see someone on instagram that you coach and they use the hashtag team disciplined they put up an exercise and it looks shit uh, or they see, or you see it on their story, and it just looks bad, and it's poorly performed. How do you intervene? What do you do? And and how do you say it in a manner that doesn't come across as you're being a dick, basically? Um, I'm probably not the best to seek advice up in this area because I probably okay. do come across as a dick. <laughs> Simply so because I'll just, so I'll, I'll, just I'll, I'll, I'll literally just message him and be like. And just straight to the point, I'll just tell them what they're doing wrong, how they can apply it, uh, mm-hmm. and how they can make it better. It, de- it depends. Some, sometimes I get. Um, do, you have any, do you have with, any regular issues with this? It, to, be, to be honest, I don't. Okay. Like, it's not so, like if I do uh, search the hashtag team discipline, generally it's just like selfies and the occasional workout videos are on there. They are all right. Um, mm. But if there are issues, I, I kind of can guess which clients it's going to be because I, do, I still do work with people who have competed multiple times yeah. and they're pretty experienced like i can literally give them a plan and every sunday or whatever day their checking is they'll come back to me feedback they'll get their amendments and then literally it'll be on the way they're done whereas yeah. other people just need a little bit little bit more nurturing a little bit more babying so to speak and i kind of know that if they're trying to grow their social medias and whatnot and they're, they're putting content online then i kind of know that it might most likely will come from them so i'll just i'll just drop them an inbox on instagram um, and if i need to i've got a facebook group and i'll just either record dom doing an exercise or i'll record an exercise and sure. i'll just throw it in yeah so um i mean 
it's probably it, it, it is important and like you said the, the fact that you've been honest with a client that's what earns like us respect like in the long term because i've been through what every other personal trainer has been through and this is why i talk about like i've been in the position where yeah yeah, look, yeah listen listen i will help you with your goal trust me like i will get you to with your goal mm. but really i'm just thinking i need this paycheck and i want to help this person as much as i can and that's what a lot of pts do nowadays and but now i'm in a position where i'm not like that because i've invested into myself and i've invested into my own training and being on courses and i've invested time with other people yeah it's it's like i can speak openly about this now do you know what i mean so like you were saying oh my, uh, jordan said they need to invest in a coach to help them yeah they do but they need to invest in the right coach as well because if they're walking to a pure gym they're not going to be getting like well, they might not be getting the best coaching that they need for those particular exercises and whatnot because they might be thinking, like, how I used to think or how PTs still do think. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure you still got fucking people on your Facebook now who have PT at the end of the name and Monday to Thursday they're putting out posts saying sign up and then Friday they're putting a picture of a pint saying stag with the lads or something. Uh, you know, uh. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, you, you, I, mean, I mean, you can tell. It's, it is frustrating, though, because, you know, I... I, I have people like in my gym that literally will come up to me and say, uh, like, I've seen your stuff online, you're getting great results with these clients and I, and they're struggling to get results. And, and that the reason for that is it's quite simple. They haven't got the infrastructure set up. It, it shocks yeah. me how many people that PT, that are stacked full of clients that are making a ton of cash, just don't have infrastructure. They, they have nothing. They don't have check-ins. All they do is they see their client for an hour, they're off. They might get an occasional WhatsApp. The guys that are killing it, the guys that are killing it in PT are the guys that have the infrastructure of the best online coaches combined with the PT hour. That's it. Like they have the stuff outside because if you, if you don't have that, you just you you will just literally flop. And yeah. you you may well retain your clients. You, like there's plenty of people out there that are willing to pay 40 quid an hour to come see you. You might just be an awesome people person and you might just like hold on to clients because they like you and they like seeing you for that hour. Uh, and you know, if that's, if you're playing to your strengths with that, then perfect, like you're killing it, but you're not killing it in terms of getting results. And yeah. if that's what you want, that's probably gonna be actually the most rewarding thing that you're gonna see out of your job is creating results and is pumping them out. Um, yeah. I think another thing that you did mention uh, a little bit ago in terms of people thinking that, you know, we work with, uh, and I'm sure that you work with more sort of people that, that don't have sort of any ideas of competing in the future as well, especially more one-to-one, -one, of course. But yeah. I think the reason why personally people think that I'm getting a lot more people now that will ask me, AJ, I'm really interested in your coaching, but it seems to be that you only work with competitors. So, like, do you not work with, quote-unquote, normal people? And yeah. the aren't like, I work with a lot, a lot of, quote-unquote, normal people at the moment, or non-competitors. Yeah. And the only difference is, in my eyes, is that they both want to be the best version of themselves. They both want to improve their physique. Just one wants to get in trunks or a bikini, and one doesn't. Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. Fucking have a smile on my face when you said that, mate. That is ex honestly, that is the nail on the head. And that's the same problem that I had once upon a time as well. People were like, do you work with, uh, do you only work with pe people who compete? And, yeah. or, do you, or do you still work with normal people? And I were like, 
Yeah, the reason that people think that is simply because we put a lot of compact pictures out because compact Share people sell. Yeah, 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 because, yeah, because it looks better taking somebody from A right through to shredded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, then, but then this is like what we're going to talk about in a minute with my recent transition is because what what, what is better to somebody like on Instagram, it looks better for like you see my most recent transformation and like what your transformation is going to be this year is going to look better for likes and interaction on yeah, instagram yeah it will look better but then you gotta think which is better because some people might think that the 34 year old dad of two who runs a business pays his bills and manages a family and manages his fitness goals around um his life and he's dropped from a 38 waist to a 30 inch waist and is happier healthier but he's still got some fat on him but he's not shredded he's not stage shredded. some people might look at that transformation and think oh um yeah, it's all right, but all my looking think it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? But either way, your transformation, my transformation, is going to look more. It's going to look better on the eye. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but which, but which one is actually better? Because that client there, if that's your client that you've just transformed, they're going to run to the hills and they're going to fucking scream your name, and your client, your client base is going to grow rapidly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all about relatability, isn't it? Because. At the end exactly. of the day, we, we when we put out contest prep content, like we like we ten weeks out or nine weeks out, eight weeks out, comparing photos, like putting up old stage shots, etc. We are naturally going to attract people that want to do the same, that yeah. relate to us and can see the dedication, can see that we have a routine, that we train day in day out, and we you know we we take structured rest when we need to, but we don't we don't tend to as competitors have these. Uh, flaky weeks that general population might have more frequently because we can't we can't afford yeah. to have a flaky week and it doesn't really come it's like second nature to us to not do that so yeah i think that we naturally attract those kind of people so i think if you're a pt especially that's like i think the mistake that i made in the past when i was doing general population pt i wouldn't put enough content i wouldn't put enough weights in providing content that reaches the people that I want to relate to and that I want to reach. And, you know, the way that your content is going to transition now, I imagine, will be primarily focusing on on getting some more fitness and more health-related content out there that will be targeting these people that you still... Obviously, you still want to work with comp prep people because you're passionate about that and you can tell yeah. you're passionate about that. But at the same time, you want to reach the people that are in it just for the, the health benefits and the fitness benefits of, of, of living this lifestyle. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's easy when you look back on things. Like I said, I made mistakes initially, but with my content and the way that I put it out, because I was all bodybuilding. I was like bodybuilding, bodybuilding, but I didn't I had like one or two bodybuilding clients. And at that, at that stage, I wasn't really going to grow that because I wasn't at, at a point where I had the confidence to sort of take on board a whole realm of bodybuilding clients yeah. from bikini to bodybuilding. Like now I feel very confident in doing that. I'll get on a console and I'll be very confident in telling them exactly what approach we're going to be doing, exactly what's going to get them in the best position, exactly how we're going to move forward. Like I'm very confident with that. But in the past, I'd be like, uh, like I don't know, I don't know what to do. And did you find that when you initially worked with comp prep clients? Yeah, I mean, like what you just said there relates back to what you said earlier. You feel confident now because mm. you know it. It's something that you know. If you if you were taking on somebody who wanted to do a powerlift meet and things, and oh, like no you point. want you want. 
Exactly, but if you want to try and blag it, like you said, you'd, you'd wither, you'd, you'd be uh, uh, questions, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But because pump preps, you, kind of your niche as yeah. well, it's a percentage of your niche, it's something that you are actually passionate about, exactly like me. Sure. Uh, it's like this conversation right now, it flows, it's passion, it's, yeah. it, it's just easy. And then yeah. when you portray that to a client, it's, they just want to invest because so, they want to be yeah. a part of it. Yeah, exactly. So li- li- I, I forget to mention the payment schemes for my own business to clients because I get that caught up in telling them what we're going to do. I'm, I'm literally this, that, that, and then like, so how much? I'm like, oh, oh shit, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm, but like you said, there's a plan of action there set in place. But um, I still want to do that. And the, the topic that we're going to dis- discuss today is nothing negative towards bodybuilding or competition prep. It's just negative towards my own approach this year. Mm. And it's basically slaying. Now when I do it and when I prep people for it, I won't be as hardcore as what I once thought I was. And um, that's you know that's just the old school hoodie on one hour on the stairmaster, no one's out with me kind of mentality, do you know what I mean? And it just doesn't squeeze happen. Squeeze the glutes on every uh, step. <laughs> yeah, squeeze the glutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, so, and I want to be more relatable to, uh, to day-to-day people as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's something that I, that I am finding now, uh, and it is different for me, but I just basically want to be fit and be healthy and do mm. whatever I want. Whereas before, when I was pursuing bodybuilding, like I wouldn't do, I wouldn't go on a run because I'd think, nah, it's not effective on my knees during squats, and I it, it, like I'll lose muscle and it's expenditure. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I can't do boxing; it's too much hit, my calorie intake. Like I'd look into it so anally that it's, it it just doesn't need to be like that. Like you, sure. could, I I could have been doing all these things that I'm wanting to do now without this big transition mm. years ago. All I, I'd have just simply needed to compensate for it, whether it be rest days or calorie intake, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so let, let, let's get stuck into this. Like, take me back to, I want to know your mindset. So take me back to the start of this comp prep. Tell yep. me what you were like and tell me sort of what your goals were and, and how bodybuilding focused were you at the start of this prep? Yeah, so I've always been bodybuilding uh, focused. Ever since my first prep, I kind of made that mindset. Okay, and, uh, like it was just a, it was just a transition. I can't even describe it. Everybody who has done prep, I feel they will go through a mindset like transition. It'll just change their lifestyle. Whether well, I, I what I believe to be positive because you'll unlock a level of your mind that you didn't think that you were capable of, oh, and that's yeah. so true. Yes, yeah, so I, so since two thousand thirteen, I've kind of always been like that, and I've always trained. Um, whether it be a bro split, single body parts, or push pull legs, I've done uh, Lane Norton's fat program. I've I, I've done everything from Poliquin, PICP. I've I've tried numerous training cycles. So I've always trained like a bodybuilder with the goal to progress. I've sure. always done I've always done what we'd consider contest prep than off season, contest prep than off season. So I've always been like basically blowing up and cutting down, blowing up and cutting down. Um. Was that every um, year, or did you have a? Did you ever have like a one one year off at all? I competed in two thousand fourteen. Okay. So two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. I dieted down and decided to pull out of my show for the WBFF because I was lower than stage weight the year before. Oh, so I was like, I've literally made no oh. progress in my off season. All I've done is basically, I'll I'll dig a picture out, I'll post it, and all I did was eat in excess. Um, train 
and get heavy, but then all it made, well, all it, all that happened was prep was harder because Fuck. my leanest areas became fat and then my fattest areas were even fatter. So trying yeah. to get that off, I was just chronically inflamed and I ended up dieting down uh, to the extent where I, even, where I even started to lose tissue. So then I kind of, um, after the back of that, I didn't rebound, so to speak. I just basically had like, I think it was, well, 2005, May 2015 to now uh, 2017 that I'd not prepped. And that was just my own decision. Um, I just felt that my mindset wasn't ready. I didn't feel the need to compete. Sure. I felt that disciplined or what was the LPT online was growing without me having aesthetics and abs. Like people are now paying me to get them results off the back of my knowledge, which that was a, that was another big big thing for me as well because I thought I don't need to be in stage condition all year round now because I can show, prove that I can get people results and I've basically done nothing. <laughs> so I've just got I, so I found my passion in coaching kind of thing and I just let that like overtake for a while and then yeah. I met Dominique late 2016 and 2017 I just felt in a good position. I'd done a few months with Jordan um, and I was like you know what I just I'm in a good position. I'm I'm growing. I'm quite lean. Like spend the next 12 weeks seeing what I can, what I can do. And I just felt like I felt like my mindset needed that push. I need to feel like see what I'm made of, kind of thing. I, I need to commit myself to something and just see it out. So I was like, right, you know what, prep. Um, going into prep, my relationship with food was very good, very relaxed. I always eat healthy, but sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic about food or anything like that, kind of thing. Mm. Um, and if me and Don wanted to go out with food, I'd go out with food, and I wouldn't hesitate as to what I what what I would order or anything like that. So my relationship with food was very strong, um, which I feel is something that people do need going into prep. Um, and then I started prep, and I was like, Dom, you know what? I'm going to start prep when I do this. Um, we'll keep a weekly date night in. We'll keep it relaxed. Like I'll I'll do it. I won't be like I used to. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just went out the window. That were it. <laughs> that felt <laughs> literally, honestly, and that. I sit here smiling about it now and I can because I just think I didn't need to do all those things. I could have still kept that date night in. Jordan would have let me keep that date night in as well if I spoke to him about it. But my mindset just literally just switched and I was like, every meal was on the gram. Every meal was it on time. Every training session was 2 p.m. Pre-workout was 1 p.m. You know what I mean? Like every session was nailed. Like there was nights where um, like I'd even say to Dom, like I i just go home and eat. I wouldn't even speak to her because I'd not hit a PB in the gym like six Fuck. weeks out. I'd not pre- I'd not progressed to lift and I'd be, I'd be at home. I'd be like, shit, like, nah, that, that, something's up. And I'd be, I'd be, right, is it sleep? Is it stress? And I was just looking into things so inward that I was like beating myself up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I was listening to trade on social media. They just see the positives. Yeah. But yeah. it's not something that people need to do either. Like what, what, what was the benefit of me doing that like to myself? So yeah, you Exactly, exactly. And I'm not being funny. I'm not the strongest, but the lift's three plates on a bench press for like, uh, it, I was looking for 12. So it's not really, it's not really a shit lift, to be honest. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, things got quite tough and um, I just made it harder than it needs, needed to be, AJ. It's, it, 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 honestly, it's just as simple as that. And um, coming off the back of it, I only realized how I, hard I made it. Simple things like, like I wouldn't, I could do so much in my day. Some like one day a week, I train my training session to a morning because then the rest of the day I, we could do something as simple as going chest to zoo. But no, yeah. no, 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 
I have to train it too. You don't understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't give a shit if I'm in the middle of a zoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am training it too. Like my pre-workout, my macro timing is set up for pre intra post and then whatnot up there. Yeah. So I just yeah. just got really anal. Uh, and then it just kind of opened up my eyes and I just thought, you know what? I don't need to be like this. And I don't want to see other people make the sacrifices that I've done through this because there's thousands of other people prepping right now and they've not done it as poor as what I've done. Yeah, it. yeah, it so. is. It is so easy to be to turn into someone that is very anal about things and mm. just want to like nail. And I think this is this is something that we we put out on social media. We talk about variables. I I, I you know I did a video on variables. I think that the pressure on managing these variables is extremely high because if you want to be the best, you have got to have some control over these variables. You know you know that from the, for, the, for the most part, if you do that session at 2 p.m., yes, it will probably be a better session than doing it in the morning. You just know that. You know that in the, in the, in the deepest part of your prep brain that if you do that session in the morning, it will be affected. But at the same time... You, you can do it in the morning. And the, the results the results of doing that one session in the morning will just be like, oh, it's just a slight little bit of a diminished result in terms of that what, what one week or that one session. Exactly. So exactly. it's such a small piece of the puzzle of like a huge puzzle of prep. Um, something that I'm quite interested in, especially as you've worked with so many coaches throughout throughout the years, Dusty, Jamie, etc. So as much as you can open up about it how did the prep differ with jordan and was there anything that was sort of significantly changed in terms of perhaps meal timing a nutrient timing or the approach with calories cardio etc that was sort of slightly different to any other coaches you've had before this comes back to what we said earlier about when we work with coaches, we expand our mindsets, we expand our knowledge, and we nitpick things that we like, mm. and we and, and we apply it to our own coaching. Yeah. And when I worked with Jordan, we had a few months off season, um, and everyone knows that Jordan likes bagels and squares bars post workout. So Absolutely. that 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 were kind of the norm to me. But things that I like with Jordan, it was it was don't be wrong, it was the best experience I've had. Like, and the it, it was so relaxed, which I found quite hard sometimes because I was like. You're so relaxed in prep. I don't understand. Like, I want to be this relaxed as well, but I'm, mm. I'm so anal. Like you said, we, we put the pressure on ourselves to perform. Like, again, it comes down to social media in, in, in a sense because eyes are on us. That, like Daniel Luke can't rock up to a show looking fat. Do you know what no. I mean? Like, there is pressure, no and I should. And really, when you, I, I just wanted to commit myself. I just want to be the best that I could be and commit myself to that goal each day, day in, day out, whether that be progressing a lift, hitting meal timings, doing everything that I could. But obviously that doesn't, I wasn't aware of the things that I was doing around me. But with Jordan, um, just things just sometimes didn't make sense, like pulling cardio out two weeks out to me. I was like, I, I was like Jordan, what's happening? Why Why are we doing this? Yeah. But, then I started to, but then I started to progress, drop weight and get leaner. Wow. Like simple things like having mayo as a fat sauce. Like to me, that that yeah. that, that 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 blew my mind. I had mayo and pesto, and, I, and I'd be like saying to Dom, like, "Why am I eating mayo and pesto? I don't <laughs> I don't understand." Because I'd look at a fat sauce, and I'd never think of those two. I'd be looking at like an avocado, for example, yeah, or, sure. or a feta cheese, or a, or a type of cheese. If we're going down that route, um, so things were a little bit different. And I mean, uh, could we talk drugs? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah? Obviously, Jordan's known for his drug knowledge and whatnot. And the thing that surprised me about Jordan is um, 
when he helped me, um, not helped me, so to speak, when advised, it was lower than anything that I'd ever done wow. it before. Cool. So Jordan, Jordan had me on less than any other previous coach and whatnot. Nice. Um, and yeah, like the, the reason that I made this transition, so to speak, it was like it's nothing against Jordan or prep or anything. It was just it was just literally my own personal decision. Mm. So yeah. it's nothing like negative towards like Jordan or anybody because, like I said, it was the best prep I had. Yeah. Um, and then go, like going into the show was a little bit different as well. I'll just mention that briefly. Pete Week, uh, like on the day, uh, food sources were just like salts and fats and things, and it's like again completely different. But I was getting drier, drier into the show. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it works. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm looking, looking around me. To be honest, my mindset was kind of relaxed at this point because I was just like, it is what it is now. But I'm looking around, I'm seeing guys drinking whiskey and like have mouthfuls of honey and jelly babies and yeah. shit. And I'm just, nah, shit. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd done the load before that. It, I was just looking to maintain and keep dry and keep that waste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's cool. it. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's always nice to see an insight and obviously. I think listeners to this podcast and myself like follow Jordan quite religiously through his through his social medias and through what he puts out, which is uh, all like all awesome stuff. And obviously, like you said, his knowledge definitely does again lie in drug. Like a lot of his knowledge will lie in drug protocols, and a lot of the content on his site is relative to that. Um, you know, and I, I, if on the odd occasion that I'll get an athlete inquire that that is an enhanced athlete. I which I always double check, <laughs> um, so I, I I will send them away because simply I just don't have the knowledge to be able to to deal with that. Whilst you can sort of structure nutrition and training in a way that will still work, you need someone to advise safe protocols for that. Um, so yeah. that's what I always advise. But yeah, interesting. So so Dan, coming up like to to now, like w- what's going on? Like where where's your mindset out now? Obviously, you just finished your show. And there's a lot of things going on with regards to where you're going to be moving forward. So what's the plan and, and why have you chosen to take this new route? Right. I'll just briefly mention the post that I put on Instagram yesterday, which caused quite a lot of interaction. Oh, <laughs> and it was <cool>. basically... <laughs> so I just posted a picture of me on stage saying, are you sure you want to aspire to be like this? Um, now, just give me a few minutes because I'm going to tell you basically what caused me to make this transition. Okay. Um, and where I look to see myself going forward and whatnot. Sure. So going going forward, I still want to uh, I still want to help people um, get results and compete, no doubt. But I just want to maybe baby their psychological state throughout the process a little bit better, as opposed to just be man the fuck up, preps hard, get going. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I I just feel like I, I want to be there from that little bit more. And even this past week, I've got guys in prep and. I've had a guy this week come back from a judge and he's done a posing session and apparently he's too lean, too dry for physique. And I'm just like, well, what's the, what's the point in dieting? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, 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 and it sent his head, like, it, it was just upset about it. Obviously, he's invested a lot of time into getting lean. He, he, he was then thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. So, like, it was just a bit beat up. Sure. So, as a, a, a normally, as opposed to a WhatsApp or an email, oh, crack on, you're all right. I just took the time out to voice note him. And literally, his mood, his mindset, everything elevated. And literally, just those two minutes, if I can do that for X amount of clients that I've got, then it'll just make their prep a little bit easier. Um, and it just comes down to what I'm going to get into now, which is basically, I put on a picture on Instagram one day, AJ, and I had so much interaction from it where people reached out to me and they were like, 
Dan, you look, you look sick. You, oh, my God, like, you've put so much muscle on, like, from the last time you've seen me. You look so good. And that day, um, Dominique took the picture, and then she went back to live at her mum's for a few days. Okay. okay. Simply because I was just being a prick during prep. I was tired. I was moody. I wasn't showing any affection towards Dom. Um, it, I was just, I was just secluding myself from friends. I trained with Josh a lot. I wasn't, I, I wouldn't answer my phone to Josh, and I was just in a mental state where I just wanted to be alone because no one understands me what I'm doing, and I'm doing this show, and this is the only thing that matters right now. I'm getting on this stage, and I'm gonna do this and that, like yeah, unhealthy relationship. And, Exactly, exactly, and like food, food was fine. Yeah, yeah but yeah. And, but but I I just thought thought nobody understands me kind of thing, and it were only two people started messaging me like saying, oh, like they, they were just so like they wanted to be like it, like they, they aspired to be. I was like, I don't want to be putting this message out there. Like, I, I, I won't lie. Like, I was just bored of pumping like two shots a week. Like, I'm just thinking, like, I just want to get off. Like, I'm fucking done. I'm beat up. I'm sore as shit. Like, I can't be asked doing this. Like, my girlfriend's going back to stay at her mum's because I'm being a prick. I've not spoke to any friends. I can't remember the last time that I went out for the social meal or drink or something like that, whether it be non-alcoholic or alcoholic. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I just secluded myself. And what I need to get out there now is the, those were all like repercussions of my decisions. Prep doesn't have to be like that. And it, yeah. like, it really doesn't. There's so many people out there now prepping that maintain this, uh, a healthy relationship with a partner. They maintain healthy relationships at work with their clients. And that's another thing. Like I was getting so irritable that like clients um, like responses and just the services that are providing yeah. to yeah. people. I was, I was just like, no, this is just not like seriously it was just a bit it was just a big step back for me and i just said i don't want to portray this message that's false that people think that they can achieve it or they want to achieve it when really they don't know what's going on sure um so i just thought you know what i'm gonna be what i want to see the biggest in the world like the, the what is the biggest change i want to see people fit healthy happy like feeling better in themselves because mm-hmm. that's originally what I got into PT for. Like I, that's what I was passionate about. Then yeah. somehow down the line, I've ended up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I love competition prep. I fucking love it. When a guy checks in or a bikini girl checks in and they're like, oh, and they're, they're on mm-hmm. point. I'm like, literally, we're going to clear up. Like I love this. Yeah. But I also get great satisfaction out from just general day-to-day people who. Uh, checking in with me or leaving one-to-one sessions and just feeling happy and confident in themselves and their relationship with food um, like is good like they're not doing excessive cardio to warrant a cheat meal and things like that do you know what I mean Uh and another another thing was I put another post about I'm good at getting results but I was thinking how sustainable is it do you know what I mean? Like, Comprep's really good, but I'm, am I educating people enough? And this is the thing that you do really well. You put good content out there, you know, with the comparisons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, all these plans, weird food, weird, weird this, weird that. I had a client message me saying, oh, I'm eating out. And she was panicking. Like, she didn't know what to do. And she, and then I had another one who went to Tesco's and she was like, uh, Facebook messaged me, I'm in Tesco's now. What, what can I eat? What can I eat? And I was just like, I need 
to get these guys to the level where they can walk into a supermarket or restaurant and make any decision that they want, knowing that it's either good nutritional value, sure. or if they do decide to have something out at a restaurant, they know how they need to know how to compensate for it within their week so that they can then progress. Um, but yeah, that, it was just that picture that made my tran- uh, transition. So now it's it goes back to what we said at the start of the podcast if i want to do boxing i want to build i I want to do boxing without any pressure of not thinking that it's catabolic towards my muscle tissue if i want to go on a run i want to go on a run and again these this is all my own um it's all my own doing basically because i've I've neglected stretching and mobility as well which is why i do struggle doing like i can squat four and a half plates for reps yeah Mm -hmm. fine but putting a pair of socks on is fucking hard. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? uh, I went I went to a yoga class on Sunday just to see what it was like. After a leg session, so I did a leg session, no, no problem, literally. Leg press stacked, 50 kilo dumbbell squats for 20s. Easy. Nice. Yoga could not hold a position or cross my legs on the fucking floor. And I was just like, I just wanted to feel better in myself because yeah. sometimes I just do feel a little uncomfortable. Sure. And yeah, that, that that's pretty much that's pretty much my decision. So I just basically want to just want to be fit and do what I want to do. I want to be more mobile, agile, fit. I don't just want to look it. I actually want to be it. Like I, yeah. I want people to look at me and think, "Fucking, hell, he's shredded." Or, "Oh, he has got a good physique." And then they like, if they say to me, "Oh, do I do a CrossFit class?" I'm like, "Yeah." Do I do a, a boxing class? I'm like, "Yeah." But whereas before it'd be, I won't like now. I'm on holiday. Me and Dom are going to do a bodyweight workout. Like film it like some IG couple shit and <laughs> film it on the beach and be like, "Hey, what?" I'm fucking waiting but, for that. <laughs> you asked me to do that six months ago or a year ago. If it wasn't a gym, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, like you'd be scared uh, to put it, it out as well. Yeah, exactly. The, the 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 but what's really to be scared of? Because you might not appreciate. It. You probably won't give a fuck about it. But someone might see it and be like, "Oh, you know what? Like I've I got, could do that on holiday." Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. I've got kids in. Yep, nice one, squats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to relate to more people. And I think like what we've both got in common, what anybody with our passion has in common is we want to help as many people as we possibly can. Yeah, you'll hit a broader market with that as well. Because if you think about the population that bodybuild like us, it's so small. It's minute comparative yeah. to the people that are that are that are like that are just dedicated like us, but they just want just they just want a result. They don't want to step on stage. They want to do the the dedication that's required to do that. And if they go on holiday, they want to do a bodyweight workout. They don't want to. They don't want to necessarily go in and, and beat the fucking logbook in the hotel gym. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that, and that's something that like does excite me. And from a business like point of view, like you just said, it is a bigger market. But it's something that I've not even th- thought about. I just. I just want to relate to more people and just help more, more, more people. Like I had this conversation with Dominique's friend the other day, and I was like, "What do normal people eat?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Well, what are you going home to have for tea tonight?" And she was like, "Oh, well, we're gonna do like a we've got Joe Wicks's book, and we're gonna do like a healthy spag ball, and she's using five percent mints, and she's using pasta and some." And eight, I was just eight like, tablespoons of coconut oil." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, without all that, but like I, but like I'm so. I'm like you. I'm like routine based. Like everything. Like I, I love routine. And yeah. if someone said to me, "What you eating at tea time?" I'd be like, "Tea time? What time? Yeah. Five o'clock?" I'd be like, "Meal five. Oh, I've got um, two hundred gram of meat, <laughs> the lean mince. I've got two hundred gram of sweet potato." Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that's what I'm, that's my life, and I'm not used to it. So it's 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 kind of fun to see what normal people are actually doing and how I can apply that and 
how I can make things healthier and how they can relate to me and how I can help them kind of thing as well. So yeah. uh, going forward, um, sorry, going forward, it's just, just, just what I said, just doing what I want when I want and just being, just being healthy and mm. enjoying it. And I think the post about me uh, deciding not to take anabolics anymore is, it's nothing negative it's just personally what i want right now i know people who do so and do so effectively and safely yeah there's nothing like to, to if there's anybody watching this podcast from the outside who doesn't know anything then their their stereotype of it might be like oh no no it's like do you know what i mean it, it's just generally like when something's itv news oh man got mad because taking testosterone or something oh, like okay. but, but yeah when really it, it's not like that yeah, you know what I mean, it it can be done um, safely and in, in moderation. But right now, it's not what I want. It's not where I see myself going in the future, doing something in the future. So mm. I made the decision and I put it out there, just being honest. Because again, like I don't want someone coming to me thinking, "Dan, I want to be like you," um, and they, I say, "Look, well, we need a year." And then they're like, no, I haven't got a year because their perception of me is that they can look like me if they just buy a twelve-week package. When really. I've been using anabolics for X amount of time, yeah. so it's a it's a touchy subject to speak about. And um, but I just thought I just thought it's something that I need to put out there to be honest, AJ. So yeah, I think I think the interesting thing, mate, is 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 we'll be seeing over the coming months and even maybe years is how you progress because yeah, I know and from experience with doing bodybuilding preps, your feelings and your emotions right now are extremely heightened by the fact that you've just gone through this process, you've just had all the shit storm, you've just sort of developed this relationship with bodybuilding that is, to some extent, now negative, and that feels a bit, like, wrong, or a bit weak, and a bit of a bad relationship with bodybuilding. Mm. What I, like, and, you know, I know that you're so passionate about bodybuilding, so, you know, I, I will be very interested to follow your journey moving forward, and how how long you go with this idea of of wanting to make people fit and healthy and wanting to sort of like you know reach out to a broader market because yes. I, I you know I, I think what I find in coaches that I really like is the idea of never being afraid to eat your own words and never being afraid to sort of like change your mind or change tone so like if you go in this direction is very very cool i think it's very um uh, commendable of you to sort of take the plunge and do this and and sort of put that out on social media is the, what, yeah. what is quite a sort of a, a controversial post and I, I what i'd like what i like some people would hate it if in six months time you said i'm getting back on stage or i'm doing yeah. this again that some people would hate that I'd find no issues with that. Like, I, I, me as a coach, I like it when people say, "Actually, I'm in a better place now. I've thought about my decisions, and actually, I, I want to do this again because I've I've got away from this height, these heightened feelings of a of yeah. post bodybuilding prep feels because we all know that we when we finish a show, we we feel really really odd, and sometimes we do really odd things. Like, uh, I can massively relate because I I used to be heavily involved in motorsport and during my first comp prep i at the end of it all i was doing was thinking about motorsport and thinking about racing again that's all i was doing is because yeah and at the end of it i i i didn't want to really train uh, or, or in the way that i was training at the time i lit i was literally started to become obsessed with motorsport again 
I haven't had that. Like the second prep that I did, I didn't have it. This prep, I haven't got it. I, I I'll be very open and honest. I'm pretty obsessed with the process of bodybuilding, and I would say that I need to be careful. And I need to listen to people like you in regards to pushing people away because it becomes so easy to do that. Um, yeah. I'm I'm in a position where I am single now, and I don't I don't have that pressure to sort of keep someone else very happy as well. But I do have to keep in mind that I live at home, I live with a family, and I need to make sure that I'm not being just a guy that eats, sleeps, and trains and lives in his with his mum and dad, yeah. you know, I need to be someone that actually is, is a part of the household. So, yeah. mate, I, you know, I think, I think, I think everything that you've raised, everything we've talked about in this podcast has been epic. I, I, I don't think I've ever had a podcast like this when we've gone so fluid back and forth. I think we're very much like-minded yeah. people. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to sort of give you a chance to sort of mention anything else that you'd like to mention with regards to what we talked about. Um, and also just leave the listeners uh, with where they can follow you, both through Facebook, Instagram, perhaps where you're most active or where you're most pushing content at the moment so they know exactly where you're at. And, uh, yeah, and then we'll leave it there, mate. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me on, AJ. Like I said, I just looked at the clock, actually. We're now we're nine minutes in, but it literally feels like it's, when something's going back and forth, when you talk about something that you're passionate about, it's so fluent, it's just easy to get lost. Yeah. Um, only thing I will say, really, before I get about um, where people can reach me and whatnot, is I will still bodybuild, just not to the extent Absolutely. where it'll be detrimental. Like, if I, like, don't, like, get me wrong, like, you will see me at Strength Asylum trying to beat PBs on deadlift because anything I do yeah, I want yeah. I, I want to apply myself to and progress it you know I went to a weightlifting class and did a CrossFit class and the competitive edge within me and like the like the coach was teaching me I was just like literally like a sponge and it was exciting to learn something else as well like because this is not my field I'm literally yeah. the new guy I'm seeing like guys that hundred like um, 50 pounds lighter than me beat me on lifts and things and I'm like shit mm. like so, so that's kind of exciting but at the same time Definitely, the bodybuilding element will still be in there. It's just the the freedom to do something else, which is not something I've really given myself before. And that's, again, my own personal um, choice. choice kind of thing. Yeah, because I've just kind of been the hardcore guy. But um, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, um, and I don't see it going that way personally. But like okay. I said, if I, if, if, if I do, if I did decide to compete again, literally, I've always kind of done what I want and when when I wanted anyway so I'd kind of just basically just throw it out there and say look this is where I'm at this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to show you how I'm going to manage it a lot better than what I did in 2017 or whatnot something like that mm-hmm. um and then relating back to you like you said I know you got your switch off points and Netflix and things like that that, mm-hmm. that shit's important man that's shit's important but if you want to reach out to me my Instagram is disciplined by Daniel Luke uh, that is also my Facebook page's name and my new website, which launches in what I hope to be um, this coming Monday, awesome. is discipline discipline dot fit. Okay. And um, I'm basically I created an ebook earlier this year. I mean, no, the late, the later end of last year called Disciplined, and that was a downloadable ebook uh, PDF to your phone. And basically, everybody who visits the website will be able to download that for free as well. So I'm just going to give that away as a little. Um, celebratory gift or whatever I don't know what that mm-hmm. word is <laughs> but yeah that's pretty much it honestly uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on AJ I've been wanting to get on this for time I've told Dominique about it um, mm-hmm. I've 
big fan of your content. So um, if I don't get more views than JP, I will be pissed. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you've it's had a tough one to beat. <laughs> I know you had some such good names on here. Um, I think the Justin Harris one is still my favourite. I'll be honest. Oh, okay. Love yeah, yeah. Justin Harris one. Yeah, Love the. Um, but yeah, no, it's a pleasure to be on, buddy, and I'm looking forward to catching up soon. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. mate. I loved it. I knew immediately as when I got you on, I knew that it was just, this was just going to be a cool chat. And uh, mate, I'll be upfront and honest with you, and honest with the guests. For every single other podcast I've done, I've had a, I've had questions or structure. This one, I've had nothing. I knew I wouldn't even need it. I knew I would, I, I don't even need questions with you because I knew that we we're so like minded that we just go back and forth and it's been exactly that. Um, so no mate, it's been awesome. I love. I, I hope people love this. And to be fair to Dom, I'll get you and Dom back on for a, for a double episode <laughs> at some point. Um, That'd we'll, be wicked. We'll go into some coaching details on female versus male or something like that, which will be really interesting. Um, so, but guys, listeners, thanks very much for tuning in. Um, I hope that you follow us both on our own journeys moving forward wherever we go. Um, and also, if you can, subscribe for future content. If you're on YouTube, that really, really helps. And the channel's growing massively, which is awesome to see. So I'd like to thank everyone for the support, either for the podcast or, or my sort of daily videos, informative videos as well, and the vlogs. And if you're on iTunes, I would massively appreciate a review. I think we've got 18 or 19 reviews. So if you leave one in between now and the next episode, uh, I'll, I'll love you lots for that. And give it a like if you're on YouTube and ask us any questions in the comments section. So if you have questions for me or Dan, we'll get back to them. And yeah, guys, thanks very much. Thanks, Dan. And uh, see you guys in the next episode. Cheers, Dan. Thank you. Cheers, bud. <laughs>